0: To celebrate Marketplace's 35th anniversary, we made some throwback thank you gifts you can get when you donate during this March fundraiser. We took our old dot-com-era logo and put it on a sticker, a glass mug, a tote bag, and a t-shirt. No matter how you donate, you can get a fun piece of Marketplace history. Check them out at marketplace.org slash tech These limited edition gifts are only available through March 22nd. Get yours at marketplace.org slash tech. To celebrate Marketplace's 35th anniversary, we made some throwback thank you gifts you can get when you donate during this March fundraiser. We took our old dot-com era logo and put it on a sticker, a glass mug, a tote bag, and a t-shirt. No matter how you donate, you can get a fun piece of Marketplace history. Check them out at Marketplace.org slash tech. These limited edition gifts are only available through March 22nd. Get yours at Marketplace.org slash tech. Meta, AI, and election ads. What could go wrong? From American Public Media, this is Marketplace Tech. I'm Lily Jamali. It is Friday, which means it's time for our weekend review, Marketplace Tech Bytes. On the show today, Facebook and Instagram will start labeling political ads that use images generated by AI. Parent Meta announcing this Wednesday on the heels of Election Day and with the 2024 campaign well underway. But no, it's hardly an AI crackdown. Plus, YouTube goes into stealth mode to take on ad blockers, and a spate of uninstalls ensues. But first, the latest on WeWork, the office leasing company that tried and failed to pivot into we're not even sure what— as we work files for bankruptcy, we ask what happened and what's next for the one-time golden child of Silicon Valley. I was joined this week by Paresh Dave, senior writer at Wired, who walked me through the company's plan, which creditors are on board with.
1: So they've agreed to a plan to wipe off about $3 billion in debt, um, but there's still a long way to go. Uh, they also have SoftBank, their biggest investor, uh, their biggest shareholder. Uh, who's still willing to help WeWork move forward in some form or fashion. It's tough out there because it is so tough out there for office space. Uh, Landlords, because no one's really going back into the office, so there's a lot of competition in the market. Landlords are willing to be more flexible uh, than they have in the past.
0: Yeah. And landlords, uh, to your point, are among the big losers in this situation. Landlords that rented space to WeWork that had these contracts with the company. Some of them have debts to pay as well. Um, Prash, talk about some of the structural problems that WeWork had as a company. You know, as you say, it's easy to think people are working from home because of the pandemic. Commercial real estate is just not a great business to be in right now. But this is a company that had really big issues. And we were learning about those issues well before the pandemic back in 2019 when the company first tried to IPO.
1: Yes. So there's probably two things. There's the the short term issues, which were that because of the pandemic, these leases that they had gotten into a decade ago started looking not so great. They basically couldn't pay their rent because they weren't able to get enough money out of their subleases to small businesses and others who rent space from WeWork. But then there's the sort of broader problem that, in large part, people attribute to SoftBank and all the money poured into WeWork uh, and other companies. All that billions of dollars from SoftBank led WeWork to make these crazy bets uh, on all kinds of businesses that didn't really deal with the core business. So at one point, uh, WeWork had created like a co-living business, uh, apartment space, effectively. They went and created a private school, a kindergarten, um, all these sort of random businesses that pushed them off course uh, and led to the ouster of their CEO a few years ago. That's
0: right. I'm glad you mentioned Adam Newman, uh, the co founder and CEO, known for the hair and uh, perhaps uh, the cult leader vibes. <laughs> He was forced out at a certain point here. But this was at a time when we were just seeing red flag after red flag, negative earnings, a whole lot of governance issues. Something to know here, though, um, as we said, this is not the end of WeWork. They still have 660 locations in 37 countries around the world. Um, So offices are still open. The idea here is to use the bankruptcy process to get out of some of those leases, as you say, and cancel some debt. Okay, well, lest we forget, Election Day was this week, actually quite an impactful one for several states around the country, which brings us to our second story. Meta, the parent company of Facebook and Instagram, is going to require campaigns to disclose their use of artificial intelligence in political ads. How how is this going to work exactly? This change, which was announced on Wednesday, right on the heels of Election Day
1: the key thing to remember here is that meta is basically explicitly telling political campaigns politicians that they are welcome to use generative ai in their ads uh it's not like that for for you and i when you know as far as i know you're not running for office uh when we post something to facebook or instagram we aren't allowed to use generative ai in a way that really manipulates someone's words puts words into someone's mouth or Create sort of a false depiction of a real event. But Meta is saying that politicians can do that. They just have to hit a button when they're buying the ad that says, I'm doing this, so that users, when they see the ad, can sort of click on a button and see that AI was used to really manipulate uh, the ad in a significant way.
0: Right. And this goes into effect next year, obviously, a big election year for us here in the U.S., but also a number of big elections happening all around the world. Based on what you can tell, Paresh, how much AI-generated material are we seeing in election ads so far? Because outside of the political context, this stuff is feeling pretty pervasive.
1: In the U.S., there's been a couple attempts, including the Republican National Committee uh, doing this ad that sort of imagined an apocalyptic world under Biden, President Biden. But as this technology improves, uh, certainly we're going to see more of it and In places like India, which, uh, you know, the world's largest democracy has a big election next year, Uh, you can expect generative AI, especially with video, to play a big role.
0: And what are other tech companies doing on this front? Meta not alone in trying to tackle this. They probably have the most to prove, given how their platforms were used to spread misinformation in the 2016 election. They got so much criticism for that. But other companies are making changes on this front as well, it sounds like.
1: Yeah, so Meta's policy basically puts them in line with, with Google's, which also requires sort of campaigns to make these disclosures. Microsoft is doing this thing where it's trying to help politicians authenticate real images and videos that they put out. Um, so that's in the same way you can click on a button and sort of see the, the provenance of the, the image or video, um, which will you know, help politicians push back when someone says, oh, that must be fake. And other companies are, are also looking at of AI policies uh, because of this sort of big run of elections next year.
0: We'll be right back with more of Marketplace Tech Byte's Week in Review with Paresh Dave, senior writer at WIRED. You're listening to Marketplace Tech. I'm Lily Jamali. We're back with Paresh Dave from WIRED. On to our third and final story, uh, YouTube cracking down on ad blockers. This is one that you've been all over uh, the reporting on. Uh, Tell us first off, what is YouTube slash Google? What are they up to here?
1: So YouTube has been starting to show users around the world uh, this message saying that ad blockers are not allowed uh, to be used when you're browsing YouTube.com and that users must disable uh, their ad blockers when, when using YouTube or they will lose access to watching YouTube videos. So YouTube starts showing repeated warnings and if users keep ignoring them, uh, the ability to watch videos on YouTube becomes inaccessible.
0: Yeah. And your recent story, which we've linked to on our website, marketplacetech.org, um, you have this great opening scene. Uh, you're at you places at a global ad blocker conference in Amsterdam. Didn't know the ad blockers had conferences, uh, obviously Neither a huge industry, right? Um, and Google is a co-sponsor. They even host a session at this thing. While this is all happening, you write, quote, another team at, Glo- at Google quietly prepared to unleash the most sweeping crackdown on ad blockers basically anywhere in big tech in years, right? Um, and you report that at least so far, this crackdown seems like it's working, right? How do we know that?
1: So I spoke to a bunch of uh, companies that develop ad blockers, and they said that they saw a record number of uninstallations last month. So when people download a Chrome extension, which is probably the most common way of using an ad blocker, the Chrome web store records some statistics about installations and uninstallations. And these uh, folks saw the largest number of uninstallations that they had seen in months and, and probably ever millions. The thing to note is that they also saw a record number of installations because people were looking around for any ad blocker, any solution. Uh, that could allow them to continue watching YouTube without ads.
0: That was Paresh Dave, Senior Writer at Wired. You can find the full video of this episode of Marketplace Tech Bites Week in Review on our YouTube channel, Marketplace APM. And subscribe, if you haven't already, to watch us every Friday. Our senior producer, Daisy Palacios and Rosie Hughes, produced this episode. Daniel Shin and Jesus Alvarado also produce our show. Gary O'Keefe is our engineer. Kelly Silvera is our executive producer. I'm Lily Dramali, and that's Marketplace Tech. This is APM. We all want to be our best selves, but it can be an expensive journey. From experimenting with alternative
1: medicine. I was working with a natural, holistic nutritionist and never really thought about the cost